What's going on? And welcome to the Mike Janela Show. I'm your host, Mike. Obviously, this is my 73rd podcast episode. Hopefully, won't be my last. This week, she is one of more than 500 contestants to ever appear on the show Survivor. She's one of only 91 of them to appear in multiple seasons. She made it all the way to the finals in China. And now we're talking about the show as it's in its 36th season of Survivor Ghost Island. She's become a nice, close personal friend of mine in the last few months, Courtney Yates. But before we get to Courtney and we're going to talk to her about what it was like getting on the show, what advice she has if you want to be on the show, uh, how real is Survivor, you know, reality TV, not always the most uh, authentic stuff that you see in real life ends up being on camera. The Bachelor, wink, wink. Uh, she's going to tell us just how real uh, Survivor was or wasn't and what she's done since then, how that's helped change her life and her career. So a lot of fun stuff coming up with Courtney in just a bit. Uh, but first, we start every episode with Don't Get It Twisted. If you want to get right to Courtney, this will be another minute or minute and a half. You can hit that 15-second forward button a couple times if you want. But I just wanted to say, and Courtney and I talk about this a little bit when you listen to the episode, I am a tough guy, I think, tough mentally. I can go a day or two without eating. I have traveled in the worst cramped quarters. I don't freak out about dirt or blood or rain. I, I'm mentally tough. But don't get it twisted, I would never survive on Survivor or any show like that. Just the, you'll hear Courtney describe how she mentally and emotionally broke down at certain points. I couldn't do it. I like my air conditioning, I like my ESPN, I like my iPhone. Uh, I would not be able to live in a beach jungle or a forest lake or some other random location for weeks at a time just trying to scavenge snails off the ground to live. No, thank you. Seamless, bro. I am all about uh, the Seamless and the Grubhub and the Uber Eats, and I would never make it on a show like that. So people like Courtney who do it, props to them. Uh, and that's why millions of people watch these shows, uh, Survivor in particular, week after week and year after year for 36 seasons now. Freaking crazy how long that show's gone. All right, guys, Courtney's coming up right now. Make sure if you like the show, if you like the episode, to subscribe to uh, The Mike Janela Show, wherever you're listening to it right now. We drop episodes with cool people talking about the behind the scenes of their professions and their careers and how they got to where they are all the time. Uh, throw me a review. That would be great. The more stars, the better. And, of course, if you could drop a review, that would be really cool as well. You'd be my, my favorite person, and I would never vote you off tribal council. That, I promise. Also, follow me on social media, at Mike Janella everywhere. But without further ado, no more pimping of myself. Let's talk to your friend and mine, Courtney Yates. Here she is, a two-time Survivor competitor, a former co-host of mine. She's currently a human body mechanic and one of only, like, three people I'm not related to to actually call me Michael. Courtney, what's up? <laughs> Hello, Michael. So yes. nice to talk to you. Oh, you too. I miss your face. We used to, like, hang out once or twice a week working together, and that ended recently, I and I, I miss you. I'm happy we can talk again. I know, I know. Separation anxiety is real among oh. true friends. You However, know? absence only makes the heart grow fonder, so I'm really happy we're talking now. and we gotta, we got to <laughs> hang out again sometime soon. Absolutely. All right. Enough about that. No one wants to just hear us talk about each other, to each other, uh, for this episode. So let's get into it. We're going to talk about so much. Uh, obviously, Survivor, the newest season, is happening right now, Ghost Island. I want to talk to you about 
your uh, career in that, but also how you've used that to do all this other stuff uh, that you've done since then. We're also going to talk maybe some astrology. I know that's big for you. We're going to talk a lot of <laughs> other fun stuff, uh, human body things. So I want to touch everything. But, Court, okay. the way that I start every episode with every guest, it's the same way. I ask you, we start on a happy foot here, what's the best thing to happen to you in the past week? Gosh, uh Recently, in the past week, I think my, maybe my time frame might be a little wide, but I got, I had a massage and acupuncture appointment, like, maybe a little more than a week ago. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> it's the fact you're still thinking about it a week later, it must have been a really good massage, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, body work is, is key. That's the key to be happy and comfortable in life, is to feel good. And, you know, what's better than massage? Nothing. The, the more, the older I'm getting, the more I'm learning <laughs> that. I just went to the gym yesterday, and today my whole back is just like a vice grip on my spine, and I'm like, oh, I need See? something. it's so. crazy. You're doing the strengthening part, but now you need to do the restorative part, and and, you know, like feeling good is, you know, step one. Do something that feels Your good. whole 20s, it's just, oh, let me be a bro at the gym and put as much weight on the plates as possible. And then you start realizing in your 30s, <laughs> holy shit, maybe I got to start stretching a little bit or doing massage or something. Well, oh. there is an optimal amount of space that you're supposed to have in each joint. And, you know, if you overwork out, then you're compressing your joints and it's not comfortable. So you get a massage, you release that, and then all of a sudden you feel great and young, you know? You've already learned something listening to this episode from Courtney about joint space and, and muscle usage. So you've already got your money's worth I know, on the Mike already, Janella Show. And I've already lectured you. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael listen to me. <laughs> right where we left off. We're picking up right where we left off. Uh, so let's, talk, let's talk Survivor, because obviously I'm sure that most people that are listening to this uh, know you from that, or they've come here to learn the, the ins and outs of that amazing franchise. What a, an iconic part of American television now. Uh, it's been, I mean, what, over like 500 players have played it over time. This is season 36 or something like that. Is that right? Yeah, I don't, oh. gosh, I feel, I think it's either 34 or 36, maybe. Oh, it's a lot. But yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. I was on two, and I and I, I already know for a fact it's the first line of my obituary. It's like the thing that's going to be, like, <laughs> unless no you do matter something, what else I do. Unless you do something really crazy, like you end up uh, in a double murder trial on the moon or something. But yeah, you're likely this is going to be number even one. Then, even then, it would be like former Survivor player for uh, yeah. Like the, It's just the immediate lead in. There's nothing, I, I actually don't think there's anything you can do to like get away from it because it's such a short little thing that everybody, everybody knows Survivor. Even oh, yeah. If you've never seen it, everybody knows it. It's so amazing. it is like an incredible thing to be a part of. And, you know, I didn't plan on being a part of it. And I, I like was cast on as a fluke, basically. I was recruited at my job and I was like, fuck it, I'll go. How bad can it be? And they were like, look, you'll probably be off first, you know, three days, you'll get this much money in a vacation. I was like, sold. And then, you know, I was there the whole time. And then I went back again. And, you know, so it's, it's, I know so many people through it. It's been really, you know, it's been such a fun thing to be a part of, but it was such an accident. <laughs> like, <laughs> so talk to me about that. Cause when I was telling people or when people know they saw me and you working together over the past couple of months, they would always want to know, oh, can you ask her, like, how do I get on the show? What's the secret? How do I do it? And doing research to chat with you today, I know you can either apply or you can get on just by being found, but it sounds like that's how it worked for you. So how did you get on and how, if people want to be on the next season or future seasons, I don't know if you have any advice because it sounds like you got on by accident, but uh, tell me the story how you got on and then if you have any advice for people. So... 
The first thing I'll say for people that are looking to get on, it's very easy because now everyone has, you have a camera phone, right? Like Mm -hmm. you just make a recording of yourself and you send it in. And I think there's an application or something like I didn't, obviously I wasn't cast the traditional way, but um, from my understanding, this is, there's a process, right? So my main advice, because people ask a lot, is just you have to be yourself. And one of the major things is they're looking for original characters. So there's no one more original than your actual self. Like if you're trying to be somebody else, you're going to be a bad version of them. So genuinely be yourself. And then also learn how to tell a story, you know, like that's all it is, is you're narrating some of it. So some of the best survivor players are not the best athletes or competitors, but they're the people who can tell the story to the audience. And so those people become beloved, you know? Um, But for me particularly, which is not a, um, uncommon story of getting on the show because I think a lot of times people who wouldn't necessarily apply do make good survivors so the casting people always have their eyes open and I was I waitressed a long time ago and um I happened to get in a fight with a customer who was out of line and (laughs) this woman who had been just sitting with her friend you know eating a cheeseburger chased me all the way into the dish room and was like hi i'm from cbs i've been watching you for an hour you have to be on my show please listen to me and i was like this woman is completely insane like (laughs) what are you talking about but she like she lied and said I could go on a different show. And so I gave her my number. She called me the next day and then she would not take no for an answer. And then within a couple of weeks, I was sitting in the Chinese jungle wondering <laughs> As what you do. exactly had happened to me. <laughs> that You know, I went to LA and I started getting, you know, they're like, Oh yep, we're going to, we're considering you for the show. And I'm getting like vaccinated, like six injections in each arm. And I was like, this is going rather quickly. Um, yeah. I'm not going to be on Price is Right, am I? This is a different CBS show. I'm pretty sure they're going to throw me out there. And then, like, your whole family, because it's dangerous. Like, Survivor's a little little dangerous. So your whole family has to sign um, a huge contract. Like, every single member of your family has to sign a release, but you're not allowed to tell them why. And so, like... so sketchy. So sketchy. So, like, my brothers are all calling me. They're like, why am I getting FedEx packages of a contract that says if you die... I can't do anything about it. And I'm like, just sign it. (laughs) I can't explain. That's so weird. I didn't know about that part. I know. I figured you would have to sign your life away. I didn't know that your family would be getting mysterious death notices. Basically. It's so weird. Everybody. It's so, it's so wild. Like, you know, if you watch the hunger games or read the book there, there's so much like behind the scenes, like mechanizations that goes into it. I mean, we all see, you see the show, you see the finished product, but there's so much that goes into building the whole thing. It's a huge group, you know? Um, so it's very interesting to be a part of, and then to be like an alumni, I feel is the most fun part when you've like served your time, you have your little place and then you get to watch all the fresh meat get grinded through <laughs> the ringer. And like, you know, we're all like yeah, drinking wine, laughing together. Like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> look at these kids, you know? Right. Which that happens a lot in different areas of life, but on a multi-million viewer TV show, that's become this cultural <laughs> phenomenon. That's like taking it to a whole new level. That's amazing. Yeah. Survivor alumni happy hours must be the most fun things around. Yeah, well, in New York specifically, we have a group. It's called the New York Wine and Cheese Group that was, like, dubbed a couple years ago because we a group of us would get together and we would have wine and cheese, and they were like, oh, look at these, like, uh, snobby that's how, New that's how, you, that's how you got the name? 
Yeah, so we were like, yeah, that's right. We are snobby New Yorkers. This wine is delicious, and these cheeses are divine. Like, <laughs> welcome to our party. Let's all wear black turtlenecks and just be obnoxious about it. You know? <laughs> hey, if you're going to steer into the skid, own it, you know? Just go for it all the way. <laughs> that's I still can't believe, because that's the dream for so many people, right? It doesn't have to be Survivor, but American Idol or uh, any other real housewife. I don't care. Like, pick your reality show of choice. And instead of having to go through the application process and you against thousands of people applying, the dream, that's the dream, right? I'm just at my job, my day to nine to five, day to day, and someone just picks me out of the blue, random happenstance, and they love me so much that I get to kind of skip to the front of the line. Do you ever re re realize how lucky you are or fortuitous? Or, or is that something no, in your I... star sign? Because I know you're a big astrology person. Were you like in a good <laughs> retrograde or something that that was going to happen for you? Like, I, it's just crazy to me. You're... You're adorable, and I love that you're trying to you're trying to bring that in. I'm uh, trying. I'm trying. Actually, I should I should look back and, and check. I should look at the at whatever transits were going on. But I I do I do think now that I've been a part of it for so long because you know my first season was a uh, ten and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. It's a long time. You know, um, it, it was a different world. I mean, there was like. There was no iPhones. Facebook wasn't really a thing yet. Like, you know, people were on MySpace. Like, that was, like, the era that I was on first. Um, and so I got out there, and I was sort of, like, coerced, essentially, and lied to and a little manipulated to get there, right? Like, I was sort of not totally sold on the package. Then I get there, and I'm listening to all the other players on my team, and they're, like, one woman had tried out 11 times. Whoa. Two kids had tried out, um, like, at the at that time, you had to be 21 to play. Now the age is 18. But at 21, like, these the p people have been waiting since they were 15 years old or something, like, waiting. So on their birthday, they were sending in, like, applications. And had, you know, so I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, a whole thing for people. I'm really sorry. And, and so you were I would just tell yelling everyone, at some random woman at work, and you yeah, went right through the no, easy pass lane. I swore out, I, I swore at a drunk guy who was trying to hit on me and he was oh, such an asshole. Was, but yeah. anyway, so, but I was telling the other players, I was like, oh yeah, they begged me to do this. Like they found me in my work and you know, whatever. And they were, and the producers like pulled me aside and they're like, stop telling people that. And I was like, oh why? Cause they're all going to hate me and vote me out. And yeah. Target yeah. on your back from day one. <laughs> what were you thinking court? Jeez. That's strategy. Like, no, they're not. And they didn't. Every, I got along with everybody. Come on, Michael. You know me. I can get along with anybody. <laughs> I know you now. This is 10 years ago. Young firebrand Courtney Yates. Who knows how she might be different than the, the woman I know today. Okay, that's fair. So I did end up my second season on the villains team. So you see? bring up a good see? point. Exactly. <laughs> I was, I'm a game show villain. I'm a game show villain. Like, that's so awesome. That is pretty cool when you think about it. I mean, bad guys on TV are always the cooler ones, right? So to be on the villain camp your second time around, super cool. So much fun. And we had the best time. The heroes, it was heroes versus villains. The heroes team were all like doing chores and like being, you know, very like, I don't know, like nice to each other, I guess. And the villain, we were like playing pranks on each other and like sabotaging ourselves. <laughs> like we were so stupid, but it was so much fun. But it's a good time. That's what villains do. They, they laugh. They have fun. <laughs> So how, how real is that experience? Because you hear about other shows like The Real World or The Bachelor, and it's all super produced, and what you see is just the, what they want you to see. So Survivor, the idea is that you guys are literally without food and you're trying to survive, but how much of that is legit, what we see on TV? It's 100%. Like, the whole 
I mean, I died. Like if you go back and Google pictures of me in China, I, I weighed like 80 pounds and we had no food. It rained all the time. Like I was at one point it started raining and I just started crying. <laughs> and I, <laughs> like two of my like friends that were like my teammates, like literally just like crawled on top and like laid across me because <laughs> I was like, I could psychologically, I couldn't handle getting like soaked again. And, and then one of the producers like made eye contact with me and he was like, couldn't look at me. I mean, right. Like, Cause they go back to their hotels at the end of the day. Right. The producers and stuff, I would imagine. And you get stuck it out depends. there. In the for them, it depends on the location. So like when my second season, I was in Samoa, they, they stayed at a resort, right? So they were all very happy. But when we were in China, they stayed in like tents and they were miserable. Like they got sicker than we got because we weren't eating anything. So we were mostly just starving to death sick. They were eating stuff and getting sick from it. So like everyone was getting parasites and have like, so the crew was miserable. Like they were as miserable as we were, if yeah. not worse. Emaciation um, versus emaciation and diarrhea. It's the lesser of two evils, I guess. Horrible. Yeah, Ugh. whole thing. <laughs> Ugh, terrible. So, so this is, it's real. So that you're not, none, not, none of that stuff is for, just for camera. This is, you're surviving in every sense of the word. Yeah, it's, it's pretty miserable. And it's so strange to me because at this point I feel like it's almost like unnecessary. Like, I don't, you know, I watch the MTV challenge. They don't suffer like we do. And I feel like their show is just as, if not more entertaining. So for Survivor, it's just part of the culture. Like they just make you miserable just because like, cause that's how the table is set there. <laughs> like, right. It's just schadenfreude at this point. Yeah. But at this point too, like now they're usually in a, in a beach location. So like, it does make a difference. Like my first season was not a beach. It was like a freshwater lake with clay and it was like high in the mountains. So there was altitude. There was no salt in the water. There was, it was just like a lot of things that were difficult. Water would like pool. So you were standing in water constantly. So like my feet were falling apart. Whereas the second season I was in Samoa, it's a beach, right? So there's like, there's like crabs that don't run too fast. You can catch, there's like clams and mussels and there's salt in the water. There were bananas. Like it was just so much easier. I'm I'm envisioning it the way you're describing it as one is what you see in every Vietnam war movie where you're just wading yeah. up to your knees in water. And the other one is Castaway, where even though it sucks, at least, you know, Tom <laughs> Hanks was able to get a tan and get food and go surfing yeah, if, like if you wanted to. Yeah, like people pay to go to those kind of beaches and, like, be by themselves. So it is actually sort of nice. And there's coconuts. Like, I'm sorry, the coconut is, like, a miracle fruit. There's water in it. There's, like, flesh. The younger ones have a different taste than the older ones. Like, it's, there's so many options. <laughs> there's, like, China death like there was nothing there was snails was what we could catch but we couldn't cook them and it, it was wretched so how long Truly did it take disgusting. you yeah it sounds like a real appealing show to want to be a part of although now you said it's on the beach is a lot better so moving forward i guess yeah. it's better than it was in the past but how long did it take you to get used to that because i imagine the first couple of days you just assume okay this is going to be over soon then you realize holy shit i'm here for weeks and weeks at a time did you ever get used to it or was it still just weird until the very end either of your times there um the second time didn't bother me at all i was like the second time playing for me was like going to work and that's what it seemed like for everybody but the first time playing it was so traumatic and it like you spend the first like day in just like complete shock of like there's nowhere to go like it's raining I'm just getting wet like these are my wet clothes I'm there's no options and then like you get dirty and at first you start trying to like wipe your hands off and then you're like why there's I'm just I'm filthy and then literally on one one day it was like 
Jeff Prof said, he's like, look, if you make it to day 12, you're broken and then you're fine. And he's like, before that, you struggle. But then, like, All right. you get to that point. That and sounds like, encouraging. Okay. Okay. And then it was funny because I got to day 12 and I was like, yeah, my spirit's broken. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I can do this. I'm fine. No problem. Bring it. I'm a complete, I'm an animal. Like let's, and then all of a sudden, like you can start like smelling the weather and you know what time it is by the sun and you become like the crocodile hunter, like the whole thing. <laughs> just like. It's devolution, right? You're going back to basically what we were 10,000 years ago, and it only takes 12 days to get there. (laughs) Yeah. So there's hope, you guys. If you get thrown out somewhere, just, you know, last a couple of, almost two weeks, you'll be fine. That's great. And who knows? I mean, the way our world is going, this could be a zombie apocalypse, a nuclear apocalypse coming up soon. So just know that two weeks from whenever shit hits the fan your animal instincts will kick in. At least they did before. Also, you should, you know, in the event of an emergency, everyone should contact your local survivor. There, There's somewhere in this world, there's a survivor player near you and like find where they are and help them, you know, make a new society because we know how to build a shelter and make a fire. So that's, <laughs> there's you, plenty of us. You, you will be the new society uh, leaders. It's funny because <laughs> when we were working together at Little Things, we'd see some of these videos from like Asian countries, guys like building uh, you know, water <laughs> wheels to get energy and irrigation. You were like, they're doing that wrong with the rope. They don't even know how to get the wheel, or whatever. And that's like, holy shit, Courtney knows how to literally build yeah, something like- <laughs> if she needed to, like a new civilization. I have, I have really put put my time in weaving palm fronds and tying bamboo together and not I'm not good at it but I'm better than someone who hasn't done that for two months you know so like I'm not the best but I'm decent like I'm competitive in the grand scheme that'll put you ahead of the pack for sure so what's the first (laughs) thing so when you finally got home the first time because that seems to be the harder time the second time you went back seemed like you said it was just another day at the office so the first time you come back from China what was the first thing you did when you got back home that you were most excited for? If you ate something you couldn't have or you just like went to an activity, what was the one thing you were like, yes, I'm finally home again? Okay, so I get back to JFK, land in the morning. So we leave from, you know, from China. We drove to Nanchang, then took a plane to Beijing, then Beijing to LA, then LA to New York. So I was like completely insane. I left. That's a whole different kind of survivor challenge. Just yeah, all that travel with a like. Let's paint the picture here with a backpack full of stuff that had never been worn or open because I was on this show the whole time. I didn't get voted off, right? So I was there the whole time. So I I had dragged all of this crap across the world to not use it, like untouched shampoo, untouched clothes, <laughs> all Jeez. of it. I had to bring it all the way back home. I get back to my apartment and I was like, just like sitting there, like, you know, a wild eyed animal. I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, who is this person? Because I was so tan and my body had changed shapes because I was so skinny. And then I was like waiting for it to be a normal time so I could go to the grocery store and buy food. And so like, I'm like creeping out of the house at like 7.30. I go to the grocery store and fill up a basket with as much as I could possibly carry and like go home, sit on the floor surrounded by like peanut butter and like <laughs> cupcakes. As much processed <laughs> food as possible. Just put it all around disgusting me. Disgusting thing. And it was just like going like crazy eating it and watching everything on my DVR that had like taped over the summer. And I was, just, and then like, I, w- I like took a nap. I went to a different grocery store in the afternoon and like got more food. And I basically just like stayed in my apartment for three days, like eating food and like being like a, com- like a feral animal. And then I went to surprise one of my friends at work. 
And she saw me and started crying because I looked so messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to adopt you. You look like one of those kids in those Sarah McLaughlin oh, commercials. Oh, gosh. It was so funny. I was like, oh, am I not okay? It was, you know, there was really, there was a lot of, there was a lot of trauma that went on in that experience, to be honest with you. It really was. Like, it took a long time to get over, um, like, on a, on a serious note. Now it's funny, but, like, at the time it was actually quite, it was a little, a little messed up. Well, yeah, because when you think um, about it, you're kind of held hostage, and whenever a hostage is freed, it's not like you can go back into society mentally right away. You have to, there's some readjustment time, I would imagine. Yeah, it was a weird, it was a, it was a truly strange experience. But, you know, again, only good things really have come out of it. Like, so you got a couple of parasites. So your organs shut down for no a big deal. bit. They came back. I'm not dead. I'm fine, you know? Like, the human body is, is a resilient machine, and uh, what's a little parasite or two? No big deal. So, I was do. Do you still watch the show now? Do you check in, or is it a weekly thing, or is it just every once in a while? What's your What's your viewing habits after you got off of it? I do watch now. There were many years when I sort of didn't watch. Like I would tend, I would pay attention, and I would like. You know, I would want to know who the players are and, like, follow along, like, what was occurring. Because, like, you know, you end up meeting everybody at someone's, you know, someone's apartment or party or, or, like, an event or something. So I like to know who everybody is and be a part of everything. But for a long time, there it was a little – I just didn't like to watch it. And I still don't love to watch it. But now I do. It's been It's been enough time that, you know, it doesn't – it doesn't give me, like, <laughs> full PTSD flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Not going into seizures on your couch in your apartment and seeing someone yeah, deal with like a it's, challenge. Yeah, it's fine now. But, but given a choice, I'd watch, like, Big Brother or The Challenge instead because I don't have any, like, psychological, uh, you know, tension with <laughs> those shows. Like, they're familiar enough for me to like it, but I'm not like, oh, stop yelling, Jeff, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Chill, chill out! Because I was doing, I was doing my research for this. Because I, I start, I stopped watching the show after I think season two or three. Not for any reason. It just, you know, didn't fit with my schedule then. And then it, there's just so many seasons, it's hard to keep track. So I'd never seen you on the show at all. So I was going back to kind of see how you did and what the fans thought about you and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't realize how obsessed Survivor fans are with this show. Like, I yeah. read this woman, a fan blog, and she wrote about you. I had to copy-paste it into uh, my Google Docs to see how long this thing was. It was a 2,200-word, 97-page-with-pictures <laughs> blog just about you and, like, how yeah. much she loved you and breaking Great. down your gameplay by every episode. And I, I was – my mind was blown because you're – I mean, you're <laughs> one of hundreds of people who have done this, and I'm sure you're probably mm-hmm. one of the more popular ones because your personalities are such a winning one. But, oh, my God. <laughs> but the, for people to just devote this much to, like, this show and to individuals on it, it blew my mind. Is, does that ever get old for you? Do people still, like, reach out to you? Strangers send you things? Like, what's it like to be this sort of celebrity that never goes away in these people's minds? It, it, I, couldn't, I couldn't comprehend it. Here's the thing that's really interesting about having done something like Survivor or even like I would say reality TV, but Survivor is a little bit different. I mean, it's not like The Bachelor. You're you're actually, you're living this adventure. You're doing this like crazy extreme thing and everybody responds to it in a different way. But there's like, I don't know. Now what's happening to me is I was on like 10 years ago. So now people who are young adults now, they watched me as children. And so they'll come up to me and be like, 
oh my gosh, I watched you. I was in this grade and I was getting bullied and, you know, you gave me this inspiration and now I moved to New York and I did this and da, da, da. And it's like, it's humbling because you really, you don't know who's watching you at any point, you know, and going through this experience that's like, you know, quite hard. Like I'm a small girl. I weigh like a hundred pounds, not on Survivor. So <laughs> then I'm, you're going up against like NFL players and, you know, but you're inspiring people all throughout their lives, different ages, different people. And I love it. Like, I love when people come up to me because it's sweet. You know, I mean, when I do get recognized still from Survivor, I'm like, oh, I probably should wash my hair, I guess. Like, cause why do I look so gross? That, that they, uh, it's bad. Um, but, no, you, you want to look as gross as possible because that's how they remember you from being on the show. So they want the experience as authentically as you can get it <laughs> yeah so if you're ever like running out to the store that's when people are, or in the airport and you have like took a red eye they're like oh courtney hey and you're like oh fuck <laughs> i look gross um <laughs> but yeah i don't know it's really it is really sweet and touching and i i've made so many friends through the show like from fans or other players or you know just it's like a huge network to be a part of and you know it's it's also people love survivor even if they hate it they love it it's a, it's a hate love, yeah. Even if you're against it, you still can't deny it. you got to respect it at least. It's like West Mantooth and Ron Burgundy. I'm like, I don't like you, but damn it, I respect you. <laughs> yeah. So how did it go? So give, me the, give us the timeline of how this, like both seasons, how it fit in your life. You said you were working at was it a bar or a restaurant when you got cast the first time. So then, like, how did opportunities come from that? And then you going back a second time, like, did this help you at all professionally? personally did you get more dates did you get more job interviews like how did this fit in your in your life besides i'm just going to go for a few weeks and have some fun and be on tv the first time i went it was like a total fluke but i i went and i had the best time you know in hindsight like it was fun to be a part of so then they asked me to go again right away and i actually declined the invitation and i was huh. not that polite about it i was like lose my phone number you've already tried to kill me get away from me you crazy people that's and why they, they put like, you on the villains team eventually when you did yeah. go back see <laughs> see so they were like oh. so then the next year or the year after i forget um they did it was the 10 year anniversary season so 10 years of Survivor, so they did all-star heroes versus villains, and I, you know, I was at a party with a bunch of uh, other Survivors, and then some of the production people, and they were like, oh, come on, Court, you're coming back for 20, come on, come on, come on, it's easy, it's on a beach, there's coconuts, it's not like China, and I was like, eh, screw it, because I didn't, at that point, I didn't really have anything, like, you know, I wasn't committed to anything, so I was like, you guys have been good to me, I'll go, you know, why not, it'll be fun, so I went back to that one, and then, that one was, like I said, it was easier. I was, I made it like halfway. I was on the jury. So I, I, you know, it was, I would, I wasn't in it the whole time. I was only there for like 24 days, I think, instead of 39, um, in the game. And then after that, I took all of the money that I had gotten from it and I went to massage school. And so that's what I do now. I'm a massage therapist. Um, and I've since, you know, I'm a yoga teacher as well. And so I've gotten into like a whole different realm in a whole different part of my life and career. But where I got the the opportunity to pursue that was through this game show, you know, and being a part of it. Are you allowed to talk about how much money you can make doing this stuff, or is that all non-disclosure agreements and confidential? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> all right, because I like you, I don't want to put you on the spot and have you legally uh, 
breaking any contractual I mean, Google agreements. it, you guys. Like, if anyone right, there you is go. curious, yeah. go on Reddit. <laughs> like, if any, look, if you ever want to know anything about Survivor, just go on Survivor Reddit. They have everything. Or just Twitter. I mean, there's the answers are out there, kids. You don't need it from me. I'm probably wrong, anyway. Like, it's it's insane. Or, like, the Survivor Wikia. I, I learned that you lost four pounds on the Heroes versus Villains season. Like, that's how much data and detail there is about Survivor on the Internet. Uh, so. You know, go, there's someone who constantly writes on my, like, Instagram posts, like, because they weigh you at the end, and they show it. There's, like, a show called Life of Ponderosa. They show you when you're voted off. So heroes and villains, they weighed me, but I didn't take off my sneakers or something. And so someone constantly comments on my Instagram, and they're like, well, they weighed you with your sneakers on. Why oh. didn't you take off your sneakers? I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's over. <laughs> Let it go, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm alive. Thank you. It's fine. Oh, man, that's too funny. Um, so do you have... Do you have any regrets or things you do differently, either on the show or afterward? It seems like this all worked out in terms of what you're doing now, and this kind of puts you with that seed money on the right path. But anything you look back and you'd say, ah, I should have done that differently, or I wish this turned out a different way? No, I mean, I'm pretty grateful in that I feel like I hung in. I, you know, I did a good job both times. And, like, you know, there was, a, there was like one or two votes where I'm like, oh, I could have done you know, like, oh, I could have done something there. But, you know, the the thing is, when you are finished, you look back and you see everything going on, it becomes easier to second guess it. But when you're playing, like, you only, you you have to do, it's your best move against their best move. And that's all you can operate on. So, you know, it's easy to say when you're having, when you watch it back and you see all what's happening on all sides, it's easy to like second guess yourself, but when you're actually playing in the game, it's your best move against your against the other person's best move, and that's like sort of the only way you can operate in within the game structure. So I feel like I did a pretty good job, to be honest. I mean, I I was supposed to be like the easy first out, and you know, I've, I've hung in there decently twice. <laughs> yeah, for for an eighty pound girl by the end of it to make it as far as she did both times, uh, my hat's off to you, girl. You did it. Thank you. Thank you. So, so nowadays you'd consider your day job the you're the massage and the yoga and all this other you know human body stuff. But you also, I feel like, because of stuff like you and I did together, or I see you doing uh, guest appearances on Survivor recap shows and things like that. Would you consider yourself a, a media personality too, or is that just cherries <laughs> on top from all the time your face was on CBS to millions of people across America? I mean, I, I don't, like, I sort of am professionally myself sometimes. Like, yeah, like, I'm on IMDb as myself, you know? Like, so there is, like, <laughs> the best role there is. <laughs> so, like, I'm invited to go talk places, but, you know, I don't, I, like, it's how I ended up on reality TV. Like, I don't find it intimidating to chat with people in front of a camera, which, so I don't, it's weird, because it's, like, it is, like, a skill, I guess, but I'm just, like, oh, is it? Like, I don't know. It, but it, my actual job is, like, silent. I'm in a dark room with, like, a sleeping person. <laughs> so it's weird that, like, so I, don't, I consider it as part, it's something I do, but it's more just like, oh, hi, I'm Courtney. <laughs> like, is this thing on? Is, is the red light mean we're recording? How does this, how does this work? Yeah, so, you know, and how, how I ended up working with you at Little Things is, you know, Maya, Maya McCann, our, our mutual friend. She, we were friends. We've been friends for forever. We used to work together. And, you know, she was actually one of my guests for the Survivor China finale. She came to Los Angeles, sat in the audience, and we've known each other for a long time. So now she does programming stuff, and so she'll, like, you know, loop me in every so often if she needs <laughs> a blonde <laughs> <laughs> and that's you that's what you are <laughs> and she not, but the thing is it's so funny because we we've known each other since we were in our 20s you know we were like these 
you know, like wild girls and like even for free, whatever Maya would be like, all right, we're doing this. I'm like, I'm in, let's go. <laughs> <For now. laughs> like, you know, now it's just like, okay, this is my job. But I'm still like, all right, whatever you want, let's go do it. Come on. <laughs> like cat detective. No problem. Like I'll dress up. Let's do it. You know? So I'm happy to, to be a part of anything like that or, you know, survivor shows and stuff. Like I like to go and meet people and say, Hey, and you know, throw in my two cents, especially now that I'm an elder survivor player, I get to like yell at all the young people and tell them that it, it, it was harder in the old days. You know, like <laughs> you guys are on the <laughs> beaches. Now we were in the forest and the lakes and walked uphill both oh, ways. Totally. Totally. I'm like, you don't know what it was like back in the old days, you kids, you know, Although players now have to give up their Instagram and their Facebook and Twitter. You didn't have to worry about that back then. It's much harder on your psyche now in our social media age to give all that up for weeks at a time, Courtney. I don't know. Well, you know, it's not – here's the thing that is the big difference between now and then with social media. is Back when I was on, 2007 – if you wanted to see what people were saying about you, you had to go look for it. Like, so you would go to like a message board or you would like Google, you know, go and like searching for it now because of like Twitter and Instagram, you can be found. And then anyone who wants to can just like come directly to your front door with all of the things they think about you, which usually are not nice. I don't know if you've ever read comments sections on the internet, but usually people are not that yeah, nice. Yeah, you know, yeah, Twitter, not really a happy place. Internet's not really generally a happy place. And then you uh, can, so like, it doesn't surprise me. grab everything. And so it, it's become like there is this sort of like really, really, really toxic side to appearing now that I think we were a little bit shielded from back in the back in my time because you really had to go searching for it to find something horrible whereas now they're like you're a bitch yeah they'll drop it off right in your lap whether you like it or not uh and you you get to enjoy just being this part of this nice nostalgia thing so everyone just remembers the nice things i would imagine when they think about you 10 years later but yeah that's just my assumption um would you do any other reality shows again would you go on the challenger big brother or anything like that Oh God, I don't think so. I mean, Big Brother is like three months, um, and there's 24 hour live feeds, so that I don't know. And then the challenge, <laughs> the challenge looks really hard. Like I don't it, know how they do that. I love to watch it. Does. It. I know some of the people. I I know Mark Long. I know Cara Maria um, from events and stuff. They're beastly athletes. Like they're. It's such a different. It's so different. But it's it's. I think it's really fun to watch. <laughs> I mean, people always joke that it should be the fifth professional sports league in America because it is that intense of physical activity and the stuff they have to do. It's crazy. And these guys, they are on it year after year, right? Like you think about CT or Johnny Bananas, all these guys who have over the years made this their career. It's, it's intense, it's, but it's fun to watch, like you said. Yeah, super fun. All right, Court. Uh, we're going to wrap up here soon because I'm sure you have stuff to do. I don't because I got no job now, so I'm just going to hang out all day. But I'm sure you're, you're a busy <laughs> man <woman>. of leisure. <laughs> Indeed. I'm just recording this in sweatpants right now, uh, which is great Amazing. for an audio podcast. Um, this is but, our friends, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We get along two peas. Uh, we do end with the fun five, which are five quick, fun questions designed for you and you alone. But before I get to that, I like to offer every guest one chance to turn the tables on me and ask me any question they like. So if you want to ask me anything, Court, the, the floor is yours. You can pass if you'd like, but I have a feeling you're the kind of person that's not going to let an opportunity like this go by. So uh, if you got anything you want to know about me that all these people can hear, go for it. So, Mike, um, would you ever go and be on a reality TV show? 
Would you be a good contestant? One thousand percent, yes. Uh, but it would uh, <laughs> it would depend on the show. Um, I actually Survivor. I don't think I would do because I don't like camping in general. I'm a I'm a first world guy. I like my climate control. I like uh, my phone. I'm not sure I could. I, I know I could last. I wouldn't want to. I don't think so. Like Survivor. Was, it uh-uh. Sounds like you'd actually be a pretty fun contestant to watch. Cause right, because I'm just miserable. I'm I'm the I'm the bug under the magnifying glass that's getting melted uh, the whole time. I'd be fun because I'd be miserable. I know what you're trying to say, but I would hate it myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I would do like uh, maybe Amazing Race or uh, one of the dating shows. Be the next Bachelor or something like that, but not Survivor. No. Yeah, way. I could see that. Well, that was the show. Everyone, I, I said I would go on the Amazing Race. That's how they got my phone number because I thought that would be a cool show too. It's nobody gets to go on the Amazing Race. They, that is like the biggest like trick. They're always like, yeah, yeah, give, yeah, we'll put you on Race, and then you end up on Survivor, and you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> a little bait and switch. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hundred yeah, percent coercion. Yeah. Uh, you can tr- you can travel across the world and do all these fun activities. Uh, no, we're gonna stick you in a jungle, and you're gonna have <laughs> they're no like, food no, to eat for forty live days. Live here in this puddle. It's full of snakes. And you're like, what the fuck? Oh, uh, not what I signed up for, probes. Oh, that's so funny. Um, all right, well, maybe uh, maybe you and I, if we if we pitch ourselves, you, we can be the team on Amazing Race someday, and we'll see okay. if they can put us on there. So talk to your contacts, and we'll make it happen. All right. Fun five, Court. Like I said, right. these are designed for you and you alone. Uh, speaking of Jeff Probst, question number one, describe Jeff in one word. Oh, The real Jeff, the guy we see off the, you know, off the camera. He's very, he's very professional. I mean, professional. I don't really, he's so good at what he does. He invented that job, you know, like mm-hmm. he really is the, like the, the paragon of it, you know. Professional probes just slides right off the tongue. Um, question number two, what other, we talked about this a little bit, if you would ever do a different show, but what other competition show would you be the best at? Not that you necessarily would do it, but if you were to do it, you know that you would just crush it. Absolutely. I'd probably be good on, like, a trivia show or something like that where you, like, answer questions. I don't know. Like I a mean, Jeopardy or, kind of thing or, or not like quite that? kind of thing, but I don't love the, the, the wagering part of Jeopardy. Or something if you just had to, like – I'm good at endurance competitions. Like, I can just sit there and be miserable. Like, I'm designed to be miserable. It's fine. So, like, I, I won a challenge in Survivor. I won I'm designed to be miserable. That's a new life <laughs> yeah. motto for a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, you just, like, stand there. You know what I mean? Like, one of those kind of challenges. But you're always a part of, you know, those kind of shows. So that that's probably where I would do well. All right. So if you ever need someone like those old 90s sitcom episodes where, oh, win a new car. You just have to stand with your hand on the car and be the last one standing. You're the person for something like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Good to know. Uh, question number three. What's your favorite yoga pose? You know, I don't have a favorite pose. Um, but I the kind of yoga that I learned and that I teach is called Anya. And it's more of a method of arranging your skeleton so you can use the coding for each part of your body in any shape that you're in so you can be in like a traditional yoga pose or you can be sitting on your couch or laying in the bathtub or you know in your bed and you can still arrange your skeleton in like the optimal way through posture coding so all shapes are my favorite shape it's just how you live in that shape wow it's like you went to school for this and do this for a living or something that sounds <laughs> I know, so, so right? nice <laughs> Uh, question number four, uh, we've alluded to it throughout the, the chat here. Uh, you're big into astrology and star signs and all that kind of stuff. Who are your favorite astrological sign people? So Cancer, Geminis, all that kind of stuff. Who, who are your favorites? 
Well, I do. I'm an Aries. I'm an Aries sun, and I have Sagittarius moon and rising. So if anyone knows astrology out there, I have a lot of fire in my chart. But weirdly, I do. I do really like Cancers. I like my best friend is a Cancer. I've dated a lot of Cancers because it squares my sun, and square is a hard aspect. But I like to fight because I have so much fire. So I sort of like someone who will fight with me a little bit. Um, so I like I like Cancers, and they're also very emotional and very like kind of. I don't know, authentic, I think, in a nice way. But then I also love Gemini, which everyone, it's like in the astrology world, Gemini gets a lot of slander because they're flaky and yeah, flirty or whatever. But, and all that stuff, right? But I love it because they're so, usually, like, the the energy of a Gemini is very, like, quick and witty and electric. And, like, I, I love that, too. So those are, those are two of my favorites. But, you know, everybody loves a Leo. Everybody loves, um, you know, like... Sash are fun. Taurus I like because they usually like massage and things like that. So, you know, <laughs> I like everybody because, you know, I'm, I have a lot of Sag. I'm a wanderer. Well, uh, <clears throat> your uh, current host here, a Cancer, that's the one you said first is your favorite. So uh, hey, I'm, I'm, are shooting you up, I'm shooting See, up those boards. Oh, my gosh. See, yeah. Mike Janella, this is why we get along. <laughs> this is why we click. It was destined in the stars. <laughs> Uh, question number five, the last one. Um, having gotten to know you, you're very much a, a historical kind of nerd like me. Yep. If you could live in any other time period, which one would it be? Gosh, I, you know, I don't know. I would have to say now because like, I'm doing pretty good as far as being a woman having like rights. Like, you know, there's no, like, we have some problems now, but any, any other time period, it's not better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good point. We're not great right now, but we're at least better than it's ever been. Yeah. Like I'm allowed to own stuff. My money is mine. Like, so, you know, there's a couple of things here and there where there's like really no better options. And then people think like people who don't really know history if you only know it through the movies you're like oh i want to live like marie antoinette and it's like no they like literally like pooped in the hallway like there's no yeah. bathrooms like you you're really not thinking it through you guys people died of like a headache <laughs> it's crazy. yeah average life expectancy 22 years like you never know what was going to get you the yeah, beer was warm the food like, was stale and i would say the future because i i'm hopeful but then you you actually don't know the future might be worse so i i'm i'm just gonna stay stick right where i am new york city present day uh, no better time than now. Uh, I, I like I like your thought process on that. All right, Court. Well, that's gonna that's gonna do it. Uh, where can people find out more about you? Where can they follow you on social media? Where can they see about your practice? Give plug whatever the hell you want to plug. You can follow me on Twitter at Courtney H Yates. If you just put, or if you are curious about me, just put. Courtney Yates or Courtney Survivor in the internet somewhere, and you'll find something to do with me, <laughs> whatever you're after. All right. <laughs> there it is. Pretty simple. Just plug it in and see what the internet spits out. Oh, I love it. Here's this thing, you guys. It's called Google. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make it someday. It's a big company. I got a feeling they're going to do well. Yeah, yeah. Court, this was uh, uh, so much fun, and let's do it in person sometime because I miss your face and I want to uh, hang out again. But it was great talking to you. So much fun. Of course, Michael Janella. Anything for you. Ah, oh, the best. Uh, and guys, uh, make sure, speaking of my name, uh, visit MikeJanella.com. You can find all old episodes of the show and where to find me on social media. It's just Mike Janella everywhere. Just like Courtney, just plug me into Google and spin the roulette wheel. Who knows what's going to come out? Uh, make sure to uh, subscribe if you can. We're everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, subscribe, like. Uh, Courtney, they should give me like a nice rating, right? Like say, oh, this guy's amazing. What a good host. Yada, yada. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so do that, and uh, next time we'll see uh, who we're talking to next, but they're going to have a hard time filling your shoes, Court. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. All right, and thanks to you guys for listening. I'll try and do better next time. See ya! <laughs> <laughs>